Welcome to the Otherworld's GG Community Cast. This is episode number 26. I am Table for uh, Two, also known as Hunter, and joining me today is Mellified and Alien Pickle. How are you guys doing today? This is Mellified. I am doing uh, delightfully well. It is a long weekend uh, when we're recording this, 4th of July. Happy birthday, America, I guess. Um, America. Well, I say, I say, I guess, because it's also my wife's birthday, so we are going to be celebrating, celebrating, uh, she's just not, she's just not as old though, right? Yeah. And for the, for the rest of the world, that's (laughs) when we, we barbecue and we all like have a community gun cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I, I was one of my favorite things about moving to Texas is I've lived in, uh, more rural areas in counties where they do not ban fireworks. So I've actually had a pretty decent fireworks show uh, in my backyard a few years. Well, unless out. there unless there's the drought and then like you can't burn anything. Well, true. That was true, that was because I, I was down there. I went back down to Texas for my buddy's wedding, and uh, we were doing like backyard. Like this guy was like uh, barbecue and brisket and stuff like that, as you do yep. in Texas. And uh, I was like, we were smoking cigars, but like I, the guy was like, can you guys make sure to smoke those like over on the concrete? Because mm. <laughs> it's so dry right now, like a spark of this will light this place ablaze. <laughs> so, well, it's been yeah. raining for a week straight here. So we're actually in pretty good shape, at least in the short term. And overall, nice. the drought uh, broke. Uh, we haven't had, you know, the really, really bad droughts lately, but. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm I love uh, this time of year. It's always a lot of fun, and I uh, have a week off work uh, next week, so I'm looking forward to doing some power gaming. That's for sure. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to doing some power gaming as well this weekend because I have Monday off, and uh, my landlord actually came by yesterday, and we did a little walkthrough down here, and sure enough, like we, we've we've come up with a game plan because he he realized that there there was a few spots that he was really unaware of because he hasn't really taken a full inventory down here of some places where some of the critters had been getting in. But I've so, like, doused the foundation in, like, bug poisons and stuff like that that I've gotten it under control down here, and I've plugged up some of the holes myself. But, uh, yeah, he's coming in in the next couple of weeks, and he's got, like, a crew, and they're just going to, like, seal this place up tight. So... Nice. Uh, interesting. Nice. We yeah. transition from prairie fires to reasons to create to have <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Well, but the, yeah, so yeah. So, Alien Pickle, uh, also known as Jim, how are you doing today, sir? I'm just glad that uh, I'm no longer fighting the spider wars. Hunter can have that. Yeah, yeah. We my my bug guy came yesterday. We we have somebody come every month. Uh, in the summer, it gets really bad here if you don't stay on top of it. Yeah, the bug. So, well, and 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 just I mean, we're, I live out near farm field, so I mean, it's inevitable. You know, you're in the country, like it just it's a it's a thing with living out here. But I'm just like, well, I shouldn't be like sitting on a couch, like you know, drinking beers with the guys. Like you know, I, I I'd rather you know, you know, you know, one occasionally here and there is fine. But yeah, but I, thankfully though, I have it but under control right now. Is that so you're prejudiced against spider people. I'm Hell yes, I am. <laughs> 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 yeah yes of course um but anyway no yeah, it's it's, saw, it's awesome i saw an interesting thing though it was uh like an internet thing so it may be true but <laughs> apparently like uh 
bigger spiders like tarantulas and stuff, they keep little pet frogs. Like it's a, like these little mini frogs and they keep them in their burrow because there's insects that are too small for the spider to catch. So it keeps a little pet frog to eat them so that they don't eat the spider's stuff. I don't know if I believe that. I'm sorry. I don't know, but it's kind of cool to think that spiders have pet frogs. It's like, well, okay, <laughs> they might be all right. That's funny. Oh, man, that's funny. Well, um, well, I kind of wanted to hit things off right off the bat and let everybody know that uh, we have started our own official Battlefield 4 server. There is an official Woo! Battlefield 4 server out there. We are anticipating 2042 coming in the next three months, and so we have a server for Battlefield 4 for the next three months, hoping that that 2042 is going to be good. And if it is, we're going to switch over to that sucker, and we're going to run a 2042 server more than likely. But uh, yeah, otherworlds.gg is the server, so if you're out there, or if you come to our Discord, there's links to all the things in our Discord, so if you discord.otherworlds.gg will get you basically all the information that you want to know. And on top of that, we're still running our giveaway, which I'll plug again at the end of the show. You know, if we get 100 for 100, so 100 people on our Discord, we're going to do a $100 giveaway. So, I mean, we're, we're, we, we, we're going to give money. All right? So, Take our money. So, so we want, so we want to deal. give it to you. If we get 100 people in the Battlefield server, <laughs> I will pay $1,000. <laughs> Uh, Sadly, that is not very likely uh, because <laughs> it only supports 64. But with Battlefield 2042, we're actually getting 128. Yeah, uh, that's going to be awesome. Well, and, and so this actually is one of our news stories. Uh, they will. They have said the developers have said that Battlefield 2042 will be able to run up to 64 AI bots in multiplayer matches. There you go, Jim. They're full. There it is. There, there it is. Because we were talking about that. We were talking about, like, why can't we have bots? And that's the thing that 21... Uh, okay, so when, when Battlefield first came out, 1942, back in the day, you know, in the before time, the the game had bots. So you could play 21, or 1942. God dang. You could play 1942... <laughs> with bots so like you didn't actually have to play with people and battlefield 2 had the same thing uh and of course as i kept misspeaking 2142 also had bots so it's interesting that um i i think the bot mechanic somewhere well and 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 in in a world of moving towards online services games as a service they've done away with the bot mechanic and i think that's a crying shame because i think bots add just a level of fun to help keep games going for some folks you know and maybe you don't have the greatest of internet connections or something like that. Bots can really turn things around for folks. So the fact that they're actually doing, you know, you could essentially play a 64-man server now with bots with the new game coming out. That's going to be awesome. So yeah. I'm really excited yeah. for that. It doesn't take... I mean, you, you think about what the computer is doing to play a game and... If you're not rendering the graphics, I got to think it's it's very, very low amount of work to run the AI, uh, you know, around the map and shoot at people. So I, I, it is surprising to me, but I, I suspect it's probably because the previous gen consoles just were so CPU limited that they didn't have the the a way to do it on consoles. But um, sure. 
Well, you know, it, I'm thrilled it's coming back. Well, yeah, and speaking and speaking of legacy technology, right, and legacy stuff that you know, sometimes you think legacy, but it was just like, well, it was good for a reason. Why do we get rid of it? I think that it's awesome that with Halo, for example, with the Master Chief Collection, with Halo Combat Evolved, they're adding in mod tools on Steam, so you can actually get. Uh, I mean, not just on Steam. I mean, they're adding the mod tools in general, but you'll be able to also get them through the Steam version as well. And so you can actually have mod tools. So that whole like custom edition, right, that they're doing um, from back in the day, they're kind of bringing that back. And so uh, it really modding and customizations and giving giving your player base the tools to ha- like have more fun with your game. It's such a huge part. It keeps these games alive. I mean, we've we've just come across uh, the 20th anniversary of Halo, right? Like, Halo was 20 yeah. years old, I think, last year it was. And, you know, here we are. And, you know, here Halo still is. I think that's amazing. And Halo could potentially get even bigger with player counts with up to potentially 60 players, which is, like, massively unheard of in a Halo game. So that's... That's yeah, I, pretty astounding. I, I was assuming that this was coming from the work that 343 Studios is presumably doing for uh, Halo Infinite, where you know they've tried to build sort of a common engine for all these Halo games. And so I'm <clears throat> assuming that you know they're they're going to be supporting 60 players in Infinite, and that's why they can backport it to MCC. But I mean. Uh, that's going to need those modding tools because those maps do not s- scale no. to 60 players. Like no, you're they do need not. a much bigger blood gulch. I mean, I was about to say, could you imagine 60 people on blood gulch? That'd be insane. <laughs> it'd just be, it'd just be, a, it'd just be a sea of players. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically halo battlefield four, right? Like, the, yeah. Yeah. The combo. That's kind of what I would like to see is bring is, it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, let's let's just do like a big open map Halo thing with like five to seven points to capture and hold kind of deal. That would be kind of neat. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Just some of these things are. I mean, it it just it just feels it feels so good to hear these stories. I'm I mean, I'm really hoping 2042 is good, and I try to avoid the hype train. I really do, but I. I don't know, like, I've been having so much fun playing Battlefield 4 again, because I cannot stand Battlefield 5, I cannot stand Battlefield 1, like, they, they just did some weird things with those games that just do not do it It's just for got me. a weird feel, it's, mm-hmm. it's, the game's got a completely different smell to it. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it just, it really just does not feel at all, yeah. The same, yeah, so... I think, and and for the you know for what it's worth, the Battlefield Four stuff is just making waves. People are so excited for it. Like servers are filling up, so we got our server, and then it instantly like when we started getting more people in it. Like we you know we started with our small little community. We had maybe like ten people in there, and then more and more people started filling up. And then for like hours straight, we had queues going on our server. You know, it just fills up so quickly. Um, you know, so that's it. Yeah, just so kind of shows a lot of people are playing. So that that brings up something. Maybe maybe I can put a bow on the things that we've talked about here. So the the deal with Battlefield Four and bots and the servers and the queues and such, right? So whenever you look at the list of servers, you'll see there's like five to ten servers at the top, 
there you got 64 people in them, 20 people, a server sitting in a queue waiting to get in, right? And then you look down the rest of the list and you see a bunch of servers that also have great pings, 64 players, dead empty, like nobody sees them. And the reason why I went in, I set my filters to default, they don't show up because the filters by default are like, show me servers that only have up to 10 slots free, right? So if there's more than 10 slots free, it just filters them out. You don't see them. Well, you got a 64 player server and there's 10, 15 people on it. Well, you got way more than 10 slots free. So you don't even show up in the list by default, right? So you have to go in there and screw with the filters or you're just never going to see it. So everybody mm -hmm. that doesn't do that ends up piling on the only servers that actually show up in the list, which you get these giant queues. So the cure for that also, is, the problem is why would I get on a server that's only got two people? Because I'll be the third. You can't start a game till the fourth. How long am I going to sit here? Uh, I'll just get in the queue for the, for the one, right? It's fine. But if you had bots, then you could get in a, a server that's only got one other person and you get on opposite teams and, and it's bots fighting bots, but the humans are in the mix, right? And if they're competent bots, it doesn't matter because I've played in multiplayer games that had bots that I couldn't tell weren't people. So yeah, you know, you could do that. Um, that way the server is always at a playable state, right? Even if you're solo and you drop in, um, like angels fall first comes immediately god dude I, that and that's a shame too because that's such a great game yeah which it is sci-fi battlefield basically yeah and with space combat it's it, it's kind of battlefront battlefield kind of right weird hybrid but i like that game um but there's never any population on there but it doesn't really matter because you can just you can play as bots friend. yeah yeah and the bots so, yeah, and it, piss me off because they're pretty good you know so yeah, or maybe I'm just that bad at it. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say it's interesting, too, because there is sort of a general trend. Uh, I noticed in our, our news down uh, a little bit later, I had noted a story about Team Fortress 2 also has hit an all-time concurrent player peak. That's insane. I don't... So, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on. If everybody's just kind of like, man, I want to go back and play Did, some was know, it, meaty multiplayer or what? Was it 2005 or 2006 that came out? Because the that's, original had to be, yeah, that. That's because that's like, bottom, that's right? like, that's yeah. like, yeah, because that's like 15 years ago. I mean, that's, you know, that's not, that's, that's pretty. Well, and I think to be fair, they are them. still updating the game. They had just done an update. Uh, they have a twenty summer twenty twenty one cosmetics uh, pack that you can earn in the game. So there is like Gnarly. something to pull you back. But uh, well, speaking, I mean, well, I mean, well, speaking, well, yeah, hats. Well, speaking of uh, ga games getting updates and games that have been around for a while, um, uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic is getting a new expansion and uh, to celebrate its tenth anniversary legacy of and this the is Sith. a logistics this is a just to be clear this is a developer made expansion not the bespin cloud city player made expansion right 
No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You're thinking about oh. a different game. So the the Bestman Cloud City thing was for Star Wars Galaxies, which is a dead MMO uh, that okay. that players made an expansion for. This not, is not as yeah, dead as Disney wishes it was. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. But the Old Republic is still alive and kicking from Bioware that they're putting out this new expansion for Legacy of the Sith for for its tenth anniversary. And you know that's a game that's had its ups and downs, right? Like it when it first launched, it was pretty, it's pretty interesting because I remember playing the beta with that. I went to the launch event with the Bioware developers. That was a lot of fun, right? Um, and then it was just like, wow, this game it has a problem. It's a really good MMO, but the single player elements get in the way. It's a really good single player game, but the MMO get elements get in the way. And it was just kind of like it didn't fully know how to balance itself until years later when they finally did it to where you can play the full thing as a single player game in a multiplayer like environment. So they've, they've, they've pretty much made it to where you don't have to team up anymore if you don't want to, but there's batted bonuses if you do. So it's like, what, they've, what they've, game is this, this, this is the old Republic star Wars, oh. the old Republic. Um, I actually, so, I actually, so I actually really out. like this game, right? I actually really like this game, in my opinion. Um, it, I've actually really enjoyed it over the years because it's it has gotten better. They have improved it. They have added a lot of really cool things to it. Um, so wait, there was so. content that you had to team up before. Yeah, they because they I never saw that. Yeah, well, some of their what do they call them? Um, they're like flashpoints. Yeah, 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 yeah. The flashpoint stuff almost required you to do it, but some of the flashpoints were also considered part of like the storyline stuff. It's like you had to do some of the flashpoints in order to advance the story, or in some cases. But now you don't have to do that. So what they do now is they actually will drop in a bot, like a, a robot that'll like be your companion through the flashpoint to like help you, and then you'll have your normal companion. So it's like three of you in there as as doing this thing, and you're just like commanding your people to do. So it, it's it's very much like a single player game. So you can play through everything solo now without having to be bothered by the MMO, you know, side of things. So now there is only one of them <laughs> out of hand. <laughs> That's right. Um, so anyway, moving on. Good for them. Well, so maybe this is a careful what you wish for moment, but uh, the machine <laughs> games team is busy doing Indiana Jones, which means they can't work on Wolfenstein three, although they do want to go back to the Wolfenstein universe. So well, hold on uh, a second. Huh? Wolfenstein 3, I thought... Well, I'm confused on those numbers. How does that well, work? Well, okay. The next Wolfenstein maybe is a better choice. But it, technically, uh, the games were... The first one was the reboot, uh, Wolfenstein. Then they had the, the Colossus. Then they had the side thing with his kids, uh, where it was the forced co-op game yeah 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 that's two and a half i guess and then somebody you know depending on how you want to number these things but well uh, well uh, man i'm i'm trying to okay so i'm trying to find my launcher here to so i could take a look at some of this stuff but i can't seem to find it right now but um yeah because there is there is the how many how many wolfenstein games have they've made like in total Ooh, well there, i mean going back you had wolfenstein Castle Wolfenstein, Return of Castle Wolfenstein in the 80s, which then inspired Wolfenstein 3D in the 90s. Then you had Spear of Destiny, which was the sequel to Wolf 3D. 
Then there was a the Return to Castle Wolfenstein reboot in early 2000, which I think just had the one game. And then you had the modern reboot, which has well, spawned... Okay. Hold on. Okay. You're missing well, no, no, the you're, one. So there's Enemy Territory Wolfenstein, right. which was the multiplayer. Yes, which was the game that's the reason that Battlefield 1942 exists, mm. which is the reason that everything that we just talked about exists. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Fair enough. Okay. I, I was thinking single player. So, so, then, so, then, so then you're right. So then they did Wolfenstein 2009, then, uh, which I don't know what that's all about. Um, apparently it's a loose sequel to Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Um, and then they had Wolfenstein the New Order. Then yeah, then they had Wolfenstein the New Order. Then they had Wolfenstein uh, the Old Blood. Then they had Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Then they had Wolfenstein Young Blood, which was the forced co-op one. And then they had, of course, the the VR cyber pilot yeah, the VR thing. one. Yep. So this is supposed to be an an actual full on sequel sequel, not some weird side expansion thing. Right. Because I Old Blood yeah. was was a weird expansiony thing for the original. So. I guess that's why Wolfenstein 3 doesn't really matter. Point is, you know, the Machine Games team is busy working on the Indiana Jones game that's in development from Bethesda. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for the Indiana Jones game if it's good. Uh, I think Machine Games is going to be a really interesting sort of choice for that, given, you know, all the work they've done in Wolfenstein very fast paced. And that's not what I necessarily think of for an Indiana Jones game, but maybe they'll get to stretch their their muscles a little bit there. Yeah, and they can reuse those Nazi models. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. They have they have plenty of Nazi uh, Nazi stuff already done. No, maybe it'll be Indiana Jones, like a, a multiplayer battlefront kind of game, but you're fighting the Crystal Skull aliens. Oh Jesus. Be um, like, there are gone. only Jim, I'm out. Jim, I'm, out. Jim, I'm, I'm gone. Jim. Bye. And the giant pixel, dude. You know it. there are only three Indiana Jones movies. We've discussed this. No, no. Thank the you. Crystal Skull aliens come back and no. made Shia LaBeouf's ant form, giant ants. No. And then it's ED, it turns into ED. I was about to say EDF. Yeah. No, oh man. Look, look. That, that Crystal Skull thing was just a fan film. It doesn't count. <laughs> It's just like I'll, it's just like I'll it's be like in the it's like if you need <laughs> it's just like it's, it's just, just like the Star Wars it's like the Star Wars it, Disney films yes. those are all fan films it, it doesn't count it, no, there, there are only not, three Star Wars movies the rest was, are fan fiction if it was not that's true if it was not for Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull aliens we would not have Nuketown twenty four seven servers oh my god <laughs> oh my god all right. Moving on. Before Thank we, you. We you opened those can of here. worms, Mollified. Thank I you. I did. All right, moving um, on. That was my fault. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'll just here to stir the worms. That's all. <laughs> oh, my God. I, we need a remote mute for Jim, I think. And Jim's um, like, toil and trouble. <laughs> oh, like, Jesus. One of those shock collars with the butt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up, I'll wrap it around your nuts. All right. Oh, so, God. hey man, whatever you're into, <laughs> oh what happens in Texas? This is moving on. Whoa. <laughs> We're, you're gonna have to do some editing, I think. Oh on my that God. Part. Uh, oh no. Oh, no. Let it, let it be. Hey, speaking of let it, let it uh, go. So we have a Hurricane Elsa now. I think. Uh, oh my God. 
So hey, did you did you see the whole Doom Eternal stuff for uh, the PlayStation? No. Uh, this is an interesting one for sure. So Doom Eternal got a next gen upgrade, which is fantastic, and they actually backported some of those graphical features even to the PC, which is always nice to see. Um, there's a problem. There's a quirk. I, I maybe is the way to say it on the PS5 though. Uh, the game, Doom Eternal, has no way to import your PS4 save. Yeah. So you get to start over, right? This is such a great game. You're going to want to start over, right? So much fun. Well, I mean, considering um, all considering all of like the Doom Eternal development stuff that's been going on, that might be like hard for, for people because they're... You know, they're working on continuing development with refocusing on single player horde mode. Um you know, the the invasion plan stuff that they're doing. So I mean it could be kind of like hard for folks who've put in a lot of effort into it. Like maybe they don't want to start over on a new console. You know, that kind of I, suck. I, I would think that's totally reasonable and it's really disappointing. I, I and while I wish Bethesda had done the work to solve this problem. It is a problem created by Sony not providing a way to do this at the system level. Well, if it was huh. Activision, then it would Weird. be paid character transfers. Yeah, Yikes. well, yeah, well, thirty-five oof. bucks to copy your save game over. Yeah, and I'm not oh. sure if the if if it's strictly the single player save. I I suspect your multiplayer progression may carry over. I don't know, but um, even so, like it's just really crappy that that Sony left it up to the developers to do all the heavy lifting on this one, in my mm -hmm. opinion. No, I agree. Um, you know, I wish, like I said, I wish Bethesda would have done that heavy lifting, but I can't necessarily fault them for expecting the system to handle, you know, cross-gen saves like that. That seems like a, a system, a thing the system should do to me. So what, what game are hey. you talking about? Again? Doom Eternal. <laughs> Doom Eternal. Jim hasn't had his coffee yet. Sorry. No, it's just I and I do this in other people's podcasts too, right? Like I'll be listening to Giant Bomb or whatever, and then they're in the middle of this heated discussion about, and I'm like, wait, wait, what wait. game are you talking about again? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I, so I have, speaking of D and D, oh my god. So speaking of speaking of games and stuff that I don't think really anybody asked for, Vin Diesel has given an update on Riddick Four and a potential new Riddick game. Now, while Escape from Butcher Bay was actually a pretty decent game, uh, in my opinion, it actually wasn't that mm -hmm. bad. Um, I just, I don't know. I think Vin Diesel has just been doing a lot of milking of the uh, intellectual properties he's involved with. Um, I thought the Riddick trilogy was good, but they kind of just kept it going. Um, you know, and of course, they, the naming convention of these things is so weird because they've already <laughs> had a fourth Riddick movie. They just called it Riddick. And... You know, now they're getting ready to do Riddick Four, and it's just like, wait, what? Where does? Uh, all right, um, you know, Fast and Furious is just no end in sight. Um, that should be so. a like Fast Ten, no end in sight. <laughs> the name of the movie. <laughs> oh, well, and 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 at least the the story I remember hearing back when was that Vin Diesel agreed to do Fast and the Furious if they made Riddick. Um, like that was his bargaining chip because he really wanted to make a sci-fi, you know, thriller. 
Um, and it's sort of his baby. So, I mean, you know, it's, I, I'm, I, don't get me I wrong. I that he's got a passion project. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Riddick. I loved the, uh, the, uh, the Necromonger thing that they did that I thought that was a fun movie. Uh, you know, you keep what you Essentially, kill. Essentially, that and... was, that was Quake, the movie. Right. It's kind of, it kind of yeah. was in a lot of ways. Um, that's how, at least that's how I felt about it. And, you know, even his Riddick movie that he did after all that wasn't that terrible either, but I kind of felt like it was like, um, the first Riddick movie all over again, pitch black. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, well let's move on. Cause we've got a ton of other stories to get through and, uh, I'm sure we could debate the cinematic, uh, excellence of Vin Diesel all day. Well, the only thing that I want out of Vin Diesel, and this is the reason I brought up AD&D, is I want a game where it's like Vin Diesel is the dungeon master. He narrates through mm. the adventure, right? And it's like Tiny Tina's uh, keep of whatever in Borderlands, except mm. it's Vin Diesel's whatever. Hmm. That would be interesting. It's kind of like Daniel, yeah. but with Vin Diesel as the, the narrator. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, all right, what else we got here? All right. Uh, CD Projekt Red is satisfied with the stability and performance of Cyberpunk 2077. Um, this is an interesting <laughs> comment. Be <laughs> what? Because, yeah, well, uh, so apparently uh, when the game was relisted on the PlayStation Store, it has a carries the note that it is not recommended for base PS4 models. <laughs> um, no, so, really? It's not finished either. Uh, well, probably never will be. I I'm still I have not played it. I really was excited about this game, and I decided to wait for the presumptive uh, definitive edition, which is supposed to be coming out sometime soon, along with the next gen optimized version of the game. So, you know, I mean, I guess we're still waiting for that. I don't know. Well, how how are they going to get it done when like everybody that was in the top tier of development for that thing has moved to another project or another company? Or, that is a very know. good question. Yeah, I don't know. I'm that's why I'm a little skeptical if it's going to even happen. But yeah, fingers crossed. All they um, had to do was just make Cyber GTA, and they they tried to do too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, a new horror game from Bokeh. Bokeh is that how you say that? It's a photography term. Yes. Um. Game Studio wants to mess with your mind. Uh, I, I read that headline, and the first thing that came to mind was Eternal Darkness. Do you guys remember that from the GameCube? Oh, yeah. Wow. Where it, it like, what you'd walk into a room and your, your character suddenly couldn't move and would start screaming and, like, his arms would explode, and then he'd die, and then, like, you'd be like, what the fuck? It's happened. Oh my God. And then it, and then it would flash back. And it was like, it, the game was messing with you as you played. It was breaking the fourth wall. It would randomly show like a blue screen, uh, like the old windows crash prompt. Uh, when you walked into a room and maybe on a GameCube, Yeah. On a GameCube, which made you think it had crashed. Uh, was the idea. It was a very, very, uh, neat game in that it, it, subverted your expectations of what a horror game could do well it's and... shocking to me that it happened on a nintendo console with, yeah without green blood and whatnot so yeah yeah it was one it was the first m-rated game that nintendo published uh back you know ever so i i i mean 
one of the classics for sure. A really great game uh, to go revisit if you get an opportunity. But um, I'll be interested to see if these guys can pull off something that that manages to uh, mess with you in the way that that game did. Um, that, that's like shades of Psycho Manus in, uh, in the original Metal Gear, mm-hmm. where you had to like mm-hmm. move the controller. Yeah, with the rumble. Yes. That's how I knew my wife was legit, by the way. She borrowed my Metal Gear game. That was like when we hadn't even started dating yet. She was just a friend of my sister. And mm. she came over to like borrow Metal Gear for her nephews. They didn't like it, but she beat the thing. And she came back like three days later and was like, oh, here's this back. And I'm like, didn't dig it. She's like, no, I beat it. Uh, and I'm like, you're bullshitting. I was like, okay, so tell me about Psycho Manus. And she's like, yeah, that was kind of jacked up. Like, I had to look online to figure out you had to move the joystick. And I was like, she's real. And then we got married. (laughs) Right there. You walked out into the uh, the ground. And and I put CD on her finger like a (laughs) And then she's been nagging him ever since. So, well... And then yes. gaming got twice as expensive because she yeah, was that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's I've, a gamer. Me. I've often wondered that about Mellified. Gaming's she's the only RT- She's the only RTX card in the house. In fact, how did that happen? <laughs> so she can play Minecraft with, with shaders. All the yeah. yeah, and it's like I just put shaders on my, whatever. Well, I've often wondered that about uh, Mellified. You know, you have kids, and now all of a sudden your gaming budget like quadruples. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we you got to buy did, one for everybody. We did. Well, and, and and certainly people don't do that and and get by, but um I I didn't want to do that because I actually really enjoy playing games with the kids. You know, that's actually uh for a couple of years I was working out of state and so I was gone for 2 months at a time. And that was the way we stayed in touch was we played games together on the weekends. Um so yeah, I I, I feel really passionately about you know kids having having access to to games and having their own game systems and stuff it's been really neat to see actually my kids all have very different gaming tastes and so uh i i find it sort of fascinating um but at any rate um well um yeah, moving moving right along, we we have a couple of interesting stories here. So that George R. R. Martin uh, stuff that he's been working on for Elden Ring, apparently all that work was uh, done years ago uh, already. So yeah, I get the impression he wrote the story and then they just sort of grabbed it and made it into a game rather than him actually sitting down to you know write it for the game, which is sort of interesting. So what um, is Elden Ring? Is it like Take take a Souls game, and then also make it open world like Breath of the Wild. That is my impression. Yes, I haven't followed it super super close, but that is my feeling from right. So so George R. R. Martin could write like a little bit of world treatment, and then like one good monologue for an evil wizard, and then just be yep. like, all right, I'm done. That's cool, right? Because yeah. what? How much do you need? Do the bosses like monologue you for 15 minutes before you right? Kill Martin was helping with Elden Ring's overarching mythos and game world. Okay. Uh, is the is the comment from Eurogamer's article. Yeah, um, which world building is a hell of a lot different than storytelling. Yes. World building is not that hard. So, you know. Yeah. You get the big ideas, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah also, so, uh, unless uh, he I did it. Gonna... 
unless he did it like Tolkien, where he like actually wrote real languages for all <laughs> the. And no, he didn't do that. He did not. I'm guaranteeing you. I will. I will. Yeah. Uh, I would just be happy for a Game of Thrones game that was in an open world kind of thing. Like, give me Skyrim mm. in that world, and we're good. I'm cool with that it. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, we've got a couple of other uh, releases coming up. Uh, Persona, well, a bit of gaming release news. Persona 4 Golden sold a million units on Steam, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, that has to be one of the better Persona games until 5 Royale came out. Oh, really? But, so if I don't like that one, I'm not going to like any of them. Just stay away. Because uh, I don't like yeah. that one. Okay. They are all like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's like a Japanese, you know, life management simulator combined with, you know, the, the turn-based demon uh-huh. combat. Um, Ghost of... Shushima is getting a director's cut in August, which will be a, a next-gen upgrade as well, uh, with some new content. And this is sort of anti-release news, I guess. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is done. Uh, the team is moving on to their next project. There won't be any more DLC for it. So good. All right, uh, a little bit sad, but no, so much I'm, like I'm, Cyberpunk, I, no. years <laughs> after it came out, it's finally done. I'm, yeah, I'm glad. Sorry. I'm glad they're done with it. Honestly, I'm ready. To, I'm ready for it to move on. Yeah, but they're going to eleven, or they're going to twelve. So they're just done. Uh, with eleven. They are. They are probably working on Injustice Three. Although that probably. might be up in the air with the WB Games breakup, because uh, they're they're splitting up WB Games into two companies and selling part of it. So I don't know. Is that part of the realms. congressional antitrust hearings? No, uh, they sold the part big of. WB. They sold part of WB and HBO to Discovery, and we talked about this, gosh, a couple months ago on the show, but um, as part of that, they were breaking up the games division, and some of it was staying with with uh, HBO, and some of it was going to Discovery, so it's not clear where NetherRealms will end up. I, I think the uh, thing that people give a shit about is who gets custody of Batman. Yes. One. Well, and that's my point, is if NetherRealms doesn't go to whoever owns Batman, then it makes Injustice a bit of a, a pain in the ass from a licensing perspective. So, yeah. Uh, well, maybe it'll, it'll be like maybe it'll be like Marvel and Sony where like they just get Batman and then the mm. rest of the Justice League stays with the other people and then they can just stare at each other for years. <laughs> uh, well, let's hope not. Um, we have some Xbox cloud news um that's pretty pretty big deal um hunter do you want to take us through this i i would except for my browser literally just froze so i can't see it so good give us a give us a start okay sure well so the biggest the biggest thing is um the series x or i'm sorry i guess maybe the way to say this is uh x cloud uh which you get when you have a subscription to uh xbox game pass ultimate uh x cloud was running on xbox one on s consoles s is in sam uh they have now been upgraded the cloud is now running on series x consoles the brand new top of the line uh xbox so you're getting the best you know experience xbox has to offer when you're playing on the cloud which is pretty cool they also released a iOS compatible web app 
that works on PC as well, so you can play through a browser. And on I've and your... I've and I've and I've tried it, and it's actually pretty legit. So. Yeah, well, and then they announced uh, a couple of interesting developments because they finally have an iOS uh, client. There's two different solutions for Xbox-friendly um, phone controller add-ons that kind of clip on to either side of the phone, one from a company called Backbone uh, and another from Razer. Um, I ordered the Backbone 1 iPhone controller kit before I realized Razer was making one. Um, but it's a hundred bucks and it comes with three months of Game Pass Ultimate, which is $45 retail. So I was kind of like, well, you know, well, let me give it a try. Uh, it's kind of like an a extra... functional Stadia. You get a controller yeah. and the... Yeah, yeah. And the subscription. So, and we have a, an extra iPhone, one of my, my wife's old one, uh, kind of sitting around that's activated. So I thought that would be a good sort of test bed for this, um... And the cool thing is it that that phone has data on it, um, so you could play like the kids could play in the car theoretically. I don't know how good the connection would be, but um, I kind of wanted to play around with that. So yeah, uh, that looked really interesting. And the last bit of hardware news from Xbox was OtterBox, the the people who make the super bulky cases for your phone. Um, apparently, they also do batteries, and so they made a swappable battery. Uh, charging stand for the Xbox controllers, so you can uh, always have a fresh battery ready to go uh, when you want to play play a game. So a uh, ton of you know just neat uh, news there if you uh, are in the Xbox ecosystem. Yeah, and I you know it's 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 cool that they're coming out with this stuff. I actually keep a, a clip and an Xbox One X controller in my bag all the time, my backpack. And uh, for my phone and stuff like that, it comes in real handy. You know, I use it around the house or, you know, if I'm out and about with a good connection and I get pretty good use out of it. I haven't left the house in a year and a half, basically, at this point. Yeah. So I, I, just, but I mean, I, like I can, I have no use case for it, but. Well, I mean, like if I'm, if I'm like hanging out with the wife and, you know, and we're like kind of like, you know, passively like watching something together, like I'll sit in my recliner mm. and I can play something or, um, you know, yeah, you makes can sense. Like when she puts and... a chick flick on, you're like, I'll, I'll be in my controller. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just sometimes, sometimes for, you know, I'm sure you guys know, and, and for those out there, sometimes like them, all you really need is just be in the same room as the other person. You know, like they just, you know, they just, you don't really need to be saying anything. They just want you around. Um, and so yeah, I just throw on some headphones, plop on my phone and, you know, play a game. Um. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, on a on a completely different note, um, Madden NFL 22 was re revealed recently, and this came with the news that the PC version was based on the previous generation console code base, not the next gen console version. Which I I, I guess I, I I mean I don't really give a crap about Madden NFL 22 personally. I don't play sports games. That's my one genre like have zero interest in but i was fascinated by this idea that like if you pay for the you pay the same price for the game on pc but you're getting a a, a worse experience because it's equivalent to a 10 year old game console does that does that make sense to you guys do you like 
I I this this is weird. I don't know. This <laughs> Yeah. I I just it, it boggled my mind that they would you know, I mean, I guess they they at least are upfront about it. Like they're they're being, you know, forthright with that information, but I really suspect the only thing I could think of is that in order to have a PC that could play the next gen console version, you would need a very high-end PC and they don't want to do the work to optimize that next gen version all the way down to, you know, much, much older computers. But I don't know anybody who plays Madden NFL on the PC to begin with. So I mean, maybe I'm not the, yeah, the, that, that's the that, right person. That, that really is a weird take, honestly, because I don't, I don't know a lot of people that do that either. I mean, like, I didn't even well, realize it had a PC version until I read this article. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think this is like <laughs> the first time they've done a PC version in decades, right? Because I, I saw I, it I on don't Game know. Pass I don't and I was know. like, "Wait, what?" They made I mean, cool. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's cool in the sense that, like, you know, a lot of people play with controllers on their PC too. So, I mean, like, on one hand, it just gives more more places to play it, I, I guess. But yeah, yeah. It just well, you know, it's, rate, it's always it's always been like a couch game in my opinion. So anyway. Yeah, it just it was very strange to me, so I wanted to to kind of bring it up. Um, another kind of strange bit of news. Uh, the there was a missed VR edition that came out uh, a few months back. Got it. Uh, did pretty well on VR, and it's a it's a nice way to explore the mist uh, island if you uh, want to go back and do that. It, in it's VR. actually it's actually pretty cool. I I because I'm I'm as much of a mist fan as I was. I've got like every version and copy and um mm -hmm. so like g getting this to give me a, a brand new experience in that world and a, a you know they've it was pretty cool i'd love to see them do a riven version of this like because that's my of all i've played all the missed games and i even played like the online stuff i even have like the you know but like the the riven would i would love to see them make a VR experience for Riven. I think that would blow a lot of people's minds. So is that like and, is that like Knights of the Old Republic? You find out you're Riven the whole time. <laughs> oh, wow. Riven, Spoiler. Riven, but okay. Yeah, spoilers. Um, yeah. So what's different okay. between Riven and Mist? Explain. Is one well, like well, and the other static pictures? I, I'll, I'll I'll briefly explain, but the. The way that they expanded the Mist game, so Mist takes place on an island, and there's a couple of different locations that you can kind of like link to, but they're all very small locations. As where Riven was a was a pretty large world that you could go and explore, and there's a there was a lot of really interesting, um, mysterious things going on in the world as you were there. It also had a lot of FMV stuff going on, like in, but like green screened into the game. Um, they used a lot of real world textures for their texture mapping. So it, it had a, it almost had a tangible kind of feel to it as you were playing it. Um, and it, the, the puzzles and the mystery behind a lot of things really kind of kept people going and it was pretty expansive too. So, um, there's a lot of mechanic, mechanical things. So there's like, um, these, um, things that you can like ride to get from island to island that are kind of like roller coasters and there's also one that like kind of goes underwater uh but the way the world works like heat has uh an effect on water that actually repulses the water and so you actually go through this tunnel under the water but you're you're literally being separated almost by nothing 
except for like these heat pipes that like, keep the water at bay. Um, so it's just a very, it's just so like the idea of possibly exploring something like that in VR, that world that they made there is probably one of the best ones they've done. And, um, I would be an, it would be an experience for sure. Anyway, moving on. That's, that, that's the quickest I could make that. Yeah. But if I skip it, it'll be missed. <laughs> God, I'm, oh, I want to reach through this microphone and just <laughs> murder you. Okay, so the the point of this story specifically, though, was that there was this VR remake of Mist, and they're actually backporting it to uh, PC and Mac, no headset required, which is kind of interesting. So uh, it's neat to see see that happen. Um, a little interesting little side note: uh, Microsoft had a an extended Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven refund policy. Uh, that ends in early July, which basically now. So if you were hoping to refund Cyberpunk, now is your chance. Um, let's come back to this Windows... next one. Let's come, okay. let's come back to this, yeah. Okay. Uh, Halo Infinite team feels good about a holiday release, supposedly. So it looks like the team's on track, given that... Which, which holiday? Year this, one? The, this year. Well, this year. Christmas oh. is what they're saying. Um, given that's a year after they originally planned, I, I think that seems fair the last round of preview videos and stuff they did looked much much better than the previous uh shots so you know um fingers crossed uh just a random note xbox wants to bring back killer instinct so they are looking to keep going with that fighting franchise yeah um, and so i'm i i'm I'm not so sure. Like that that's one that like I I kind of a killer instinct take it or leave it. I enjoyed it, but like, you know, if they make a new one, it's kinda like eh, I don't right. have a, a strong nostalgia right. for it myself. The 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 Windows ten and, and Xbox release was good, but it just I mean, it wasn't my favorite fighting game, that's for sure. Um, I almost feel like there's a glut of fighting games at this point. There are a lot. Yeah. Guilty Gear um, Strive just came out, uh like two weeks ago so we've we've had quite a glut of them what were you gonna the, say hunter i was gonna say so i was gonna go the the one that we made uh, so windows 11 uh the they're they've announced some pc gaming features that are quite interesting with the xbox game pass kind of baked uh it right on into it they're gonna do some auto hdr for people that uh, have the, the hardware that support it and they're also doing the direct uh storage access um technology they're bringing that to windows 11 as well which will make loading um games much faster it'll, it'll bypass the cpu from what i understand so it'll help take a lot of the or it'll bypass something to just get direct to the storage for loading and playing things so it'll make... it, it, it's an optimized pipeline so it's it's got a lot of pieces but the biggest thing is it uses uh, it, it uses the GPU to decompress the textures rather than the CPUs. So that way you can just load the compressed textures right into the graphics card and it handles it from there. You don't have to go through storage right. to CPU to GPU. Um, so yeah, it's it's a big, big improvement. That's how uh, the next-gen consoles are getting such great loading times is the direct store. Well, uh, uh, Sony has their own version. It's not direct storage, but it's a similar concept. Um, yeah, I mean, Windows 11, the, the biggest downside right now is it's not super clear which CPUs you will be able to use with it. 
or not use, as the case may be. Um, so we'll have to yeah, and see. Yeah, and the TPM thing is really confusing people. Yeah, yeah, whether or not a TPM is actually required, a hardware TPM, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Microsoft could have done a better job communicating all that for sure. All right. Well, this last this last Xbox PC story is amazing. Take it away, Mel. I, well, I just I la I'm laughing because like Hideo Kojima uh, is one of the more eccentric, I would say, game developers. Um, Jim, you were a big fan of Death Stranding. Um, yeah. Don't don't miss out on his five hour review. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, I, had a, uh, I had a moment. Kideo Kojima is in in talks, allegedly, to bring his next game exclusively to the Xbox PC ecosystem. And, you know, that happens, right? Game developers, especially because he's left uh, Konami, he needs money. He's got to pay, you know, his team, and he's got to pay for development. And if uh, Microsoft's willing to to help him do that, then, you know, um and market the crap out of his game i'm sure so it can be a win-win for developers uh to do these exclusives so <laughs> that's just what that's what i stupid. find so, so just dumb <laughs> is there is a petition going from playstation users demanding that this game be canceled <laughs> so or at dumb. least this Xbox exclusivity. Well, the the idea that a petition matters, you know, at all in the first place is dumb. Yeah. It, you know, they don't have to listen. Can you, they they could get a million. They could get a billion signatures on this petition, and it makes no difference. But it just, I don't know. It's just like so asinine that you're so caught up in your your identity as a PlayStation owner that you can't except that this developer's next game is not going to be available on your system. Like, it's not mm. like that's the only game that you can't play on PlayStation. I just, I, yeah, if I was Microsoft, I would buy Konami just to shut them down and <laughs> then like, you know, claim victory, you've removed a great evil from the world, but then yeah. hand the, hand the Metal Gear IP back to Kojima and just be like, it's all you now. Well, at what, yeah, I was going to say, also, at what point does Microsoft just buy Nintendo and just, like, end it, you know? Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, All right, so we got a little bit of retro news, just a couple of fun stories that I wanted to mention. Um, The 1990s full motion video game based on the uh, the coveted American Hero IP, if anyone remembers the American Hero TV show uh was found and they're bringing it back um they're gonna uh pull all of the assets together and do what they can with a to make a release out of it um we also are getting a remake a re-release of the 3do uh game plumbers don't wear ties which is considered one of the worst fmv games uh uh limited run games is doing a re-release of that for some reason, I guess if you, it's like you want to own the worst games ever made collection. Um, get the copy of ET for Atari 2600. You dug out of the landfill and put it on the shelf next to plumbers. Don't wear ties. Hmm. Um, yeah. How did you, how did you know I did that? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then last but not least, uh, there wasn't an actual like news article attached to this, but it's something uh, I've been following pretty closely. I, we discussed a couple weeks ago that the Mr. Core for the Game Boy Advance got two-player split screens, so you could actually play with a friend on the same TV. That was actually updated, so you could output to two different TVs even. Um, and the developer who did that uh, followed up with a two-player Game Boy core, so now you can Pokemon yourself. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I missed some words. You can Pokemon trade with yourself because you can play two copies of Pokemon oh, stop. together. Anyway... Oh so, yeah. Um, let's uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's let's skip this next section and come back to it. Um, in Switch news, um, Nintendo is fumbling the Metroid Dread hype. Um, I, I find this article quite interesting because it definitely goes into like you know if you want to play stuff like Metroid Fusion, you know you don't have many uh, official options to do so. This I think is gonna. I think we're gonna expand on some of this conversation and our topic show, which will be out next week, where we're gonna dis- discuss things of this nature. But, um, you know, Nintendo, I, th- I, both Nintendo and Sony, I think, are doing just terrible jobs in, in two completely different ways. Um, you know. Nintendo, I think, just in general, is fumbling a lot of how people can play and and do things with their games in general. Um, it's just, uh, just it frustrates me to no end. Um, you guys have any thoughts yeah. on that? I <clears throat> this is this is one of those things where it's such an obvious natural time to re-release these games, put them on, uh some sort of virtual console or something. I just, I'm baffled why they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And it, then, uh, yeah. It seems like Nintendo only knows how to like remaster their old IPs it, for Smash but even, characters. But even, but even then they're like having trouble with some of their stuff. Like, I mean, that's kind of what this article is talking about. It's just like it, it's not good either, either way you look at it. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's just, it's disappointing for sure. Um, I've also there's been actually a fair bit of disappointment with the new Disgaea Six that just released in Japan. It is a PS4 and Switch release, but the English edition that came out in the West is only available on Switch. Mm. And the problem is, it's now unlike past games, which were 2D sprites. This is a 3D rendered game, and the performance on Switch is not great. Um, and it's frustrating because you don't have the option to to get it on another platform. Um, Nisa, uh, Nipponichi Software America, has been pretty good about releasing uh, a lot of the Disgaea series on Steam. Uh, you can get 1, 2, 4, and 5 on Steam today, uh, notably missing our D2 and 3. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, the numbering's just as goofy as anything else. But um, so there's there's at least some hope this will come to PC eventually. I I am just disappointed. I am playing this right now, and it is fun and it is playable. I think the people who are claiming, you know, it's unplayable or or it's a, that's a little over the top. But uh, it definitely has some slowdown issues, and it I, I'm playing in the balanced graphics mode as opposed to you know, the, the pretty mode or the performance mode. 
Um, performance mode does look like garbage. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah. So with uh, speaking of Sony with uh, with PlayStation, Sony is insisting that it really does like crossplay now. Honestly, <laughs> it really does. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. We, we don't hate you. We, we really so, like you. I I mean, if yeah, I don't know. Like so, Sony, I, I used to really respect them as a as a platform. I'm really having a hard time right now these days with a lot of stuff. But I mean, it probably speaks volumes too because Sony has acquired PC port specialist. Uh, was it Nixus Software? Um, and I mean, they're, they're, they've been working on slowly putting a lot of things on the PC. I, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. It might be a bad take, but I'm going to make this, this is, this is, uh, Hunter's hot take for other worlds. GG PlayStation will become the next Sega. Ooh, no hardware, only software, huh? I think that's the only options that they're going to have to deal with going forward because they they have a plethora of great stuff behind them like Sega did. But I just think from a hardware standpoint they're having a hard they're going to have a hard time keeping up. Cuz I think with well. the saturation of the market of of and we'll talk about this again in our next show, but with Xbox and Microsoft trying to put Xbox literally on everything, on TVs, get TV dongles, they're on your phone, they're in your browser, they're on the console, they're in the this, they're, they're, they're positioning themselves to be everywhere to present their games. And I just feel like at some point, Sony's going to have to position themselves to do almost the exact same thing make P- ps now and playstation plus a unified platform i i don't know i, I don't know how soon this is going to happen i don't know when this will happen i'm just predicting that playstation is going to be the next sega it's gonna i think that's the only move that's going to save them because they're they're investing way too much in their hardware and you can't one you can't even buy one you know, just like the Xbox Series X, I mean, like, but, you know, we have heard, other than games being announced from these developers that are putting them on multi-platforms that also happen to be on Sony, you know, Square Enix is no longer exclusive to PlayStation, I mean, hello, uh, yeah. I just, yeah. you know, there, there's been little to no news from Sony specifically about the PlayStation, so, well, so for, you know, it just, anyway... Sorry. One of the things that you said a few minutes ago that was really interesting to me, you were talking about Microsoft's strategy of putting Xbox everywhere, right? Getting it on TVs and, and on your phone and everything else. The crazy thing to me is Sony did that five or six years ago with PlayStation Now. It was on Sony TVs. It was available on your phone. It was available on the Mac. But it was, at the time, PS Now was a PlayStation 3 platform, not a PlayStation 4 platform for streaming. And so they ended up canceling all of those other versions and basically saying it's on Windows and it's on PS4. Um, well, and, well, and the, well, the problem was, though, is they were only putting it on their TVs, right? They were only putting it in their locked-in yeah. ecosystem, uh, fair. I mean, you know, people don't buy new TVs super often, but, um, you know, they had the, the, the PlayStation TV, which was the, the Vita without a screen that was 80 bucks. And that would 
that would do PS Now, and they canceled but, 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 all of those. Right, right but you, but they they canceled because you know until you told me about it, I honestly had never heard about it. I know. Well, and that's my point is Sony Sony botched it, and I think they could have done, been more successful. I think the difference is Microsoft is doing a good job of letting people know this thing exists, that yeah. that you can play these games, and I think there's some unfortunate naming choices that microsoft has made that are not helping but they've been able to overcome it by by standing up and saying loud and proud here is what we are doing x cloud play your games anywhere play your library play the games we've authorized you know we've got on game pass like you can play games a lot of xbox games from anywhere and here's how you do it and i think that that is reaching people um i have hope that uh you know they will be successful uh because i do think you know more games more places is always a good thing yep well uh continuing on um so uh, with some some miscellaneous news items down here uh a third of the games that were shown for this e3 cycle of 2021 were non-violent which was a big increase over 2019 which i think is pretty cool i mean we don't you know and i think that's the that's an unfortunate thing that happens with gaming is that it gets labeled as like this violent thing for for young folks but there there are a lot of non-violent stuff out there and it's nice to see more and more being showcased as you know more uh variety of your game styles so that's that's pretty cool um Another one here about uh, Bungie. Um, they tell their Destiny data miners to respect the fun and stop spoiling things, which I can agree with. You know, I think, I think, but at the at the same time too, um, spoilers are going to spoil, right? So at some point, people people are just going to have to stop looking for it. Um, but if it's so, it's maybe if it's so prevalent, uh, maybe there's something that Bungie should be doing to to help curtail that on their own i don't know <laughs> um maybe stop putting data in your game before it's ready yeah there's just, that just a crazy thought i don't know yeah uh facebook gaming's cloud service has a 1.5 million monthly players uh i find that interesting i i i've tried to avoid the facebook gaming scene as much as possible other than of course my oculus quest but uh I mean, good. Yeah, for this Facebook? is more their mobile, their mobile stuff. Like, I, I had yeah. to look this up because I'm like, what the hell is this? It, it's Facebook Gaming's doing games for mobile devices in in the cloud, which is a weird, a weird set of thing words that go together apparently. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a little strange, but um, it's apparently doing. It's resonating with some people who are all in on Facebook, I guess. So, uh, also in, in more and more news about Game Pass, Square Enix uh, says that putting Outriders in Xbox Game Pass has worked in its favor. Um, I've been seeing a lot of articles about this where developers are actually shocked to see that they they generate more sales through Game Pass than people would actually think. You know, you're paying for a subs- uh, subscription service, but you, you also get discounts on these games. So. Um, it's kind of like a win-win for a lot of folks all the way around. I mean, they've, they've shown stats where, um, people are actually selling more games on their platform than originally thought. So there's that. Well, it's kind of like the, the humble bundle model. It's like, well, you subscribe for the, the package of free stuff, but then 
we also give you like a discount in the store. So if you're going to buy something and you get a 10% discount versus just buying it over on Steam, you might as well buy it from us, right? Yep. You know, we'll cover the tax for you at least. Um, in VR specific news, there's a Sarah Max VR game from X LucasArts devs that is going to be out next month. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that. Chess Club brings online chess to the Oculus Quest July 1st. So if you want to play some VR chess club, that'll be a good good time. Oh, is it going to have uh, that hot girl in it? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Finger, fingers crossed. Um, uh, Tetris Effect multiplayer mode is coming to all platforms with a cross-play and new features, which is pretty cool. I've played some Tetris Effect with Mellified. We had a pretty good time with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm interested because this is more a demonstration of Ubisoft making a big investment in multi-platform multiplayer and being able to tie, you know, even VR into that was kind of interesting. Um, but it, it bodes well for the future if, if, you know, we could play all Ubisoft games on any platform with all of our friends. Yep. Yeah, then you find out at the end of Tetris Effect 3 that none of your decisions in the other games mattered. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Nice. Um, Racket NX uh, update brings new level editor, which is now live on the Quest and PC VR. So that's uh, cool for those who are into the Racket NX. Uh, do you play that at all, Malafine? I have. It's it's table tennis. I mean, you know, it's but they they've got some interesting uh, levels and stuff with. Is that it like is that level. like you know golf with your friends or whatever? Or? Uh, it. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how to explain it. Um, imagine you're in the middle of a sphere, and you have to like use a racket tennis racket ping pong paddle whatever you want to call it i guess they they're thinking racquetball so racket uh nx is the name but it's like breakout but you, you have what? to hit all of the different things around you in a 3d space you know what they need to do is they need to remake hyperblade as a vr experience i'd play the i'd play that you remember that old activision game it was like futuristic like hockey slash like vaguely you know, yeah. yeah, it was hockey with dismemberment in a tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, that. basically, Racket NX. The cool part is you can break. It's like Breakout, so you can move around inside the level and and try to hit you know the different tiles that you need to get rid of. So that's why the level editors is an interesting uh, twist on it. Um, Reboot a cyberball. <laughs> Also, also in VR news, Sniper Elite VR gets new gameplay trailer ahead of its July eighth release. Um, so if you're into the Sniper Elite stuff, there's a, a, the VR version that's coming out, so check that out. And then we wanted to get Jim's take on this one. So Velheim VR mod now includes motion control support. Jim? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's inevitable, right? Because it's, it's a, uh, a um, what is it, in Unity? I think they made the thing. So it's really easy to just like modularly plug in workshop stuff into that thing. And somebody mm. just made a VR dingus. Um, yeah, cool. I mean, you know, while, while they're still working on it for the ability for the fans to just integrate stuff like that really easy is pretty neat. They, yeah. they did in other Valheim news, they put out a patch the other day. I'm sure they've probably rolled it back by now. Um, because they decided like the, 
the monsters weren't aggressive enough against player structures. They they turned it up to like 15. <laughs> so it'd be like all the monsters in the world just immediately like make a mad rush for your castle and want to tear it down. So you could distract like all the trolls in the forest by building a wall and then just sit there and hunt trolls as they ran up to the wall. They would completely ignore you. Moats were worthless because the pathing, you know, they, they would find their way. Like, you have to have a bridge that gets over there. They'd figure it out. And I can only imagine in the plains where the monsters are already just super deadly. I mean, they have, like, ninja one-hit mosquitoes out there that will just kill you and you never see them coming. I can't even imagine turning up the monster aggression out in the plains. Like, how does that even work? So I'm sure that they've rolled that back. And then uh, to kind of round out our day, we're going to talk about some tech news just real quick. There's a couple items here. Uh, AMD will officially end driver support for the Radeon 7,200, 300, and Fury series GPUs. And we're getting a little bit of shade for that, um, which I thought was interesting. People were saying, oh, it's so hard to get graphics cards. Those are really old graphics cards, though. I mean, the the 300 series is seven years old at this point, eight years old at this point. So you're talking, and the other ones are older than that. So uh, those are aged cards. It's probably yep. time to upgrade. Uh, also with AMD news, AMD is giving gamers everywhere a performance booth with Fidelity FX Super Resolution. Yeah, this is their AMD's answer to DLSS 2.0 on the NVIDIA side. Um, the reviews of the AMD technology, Fidelity FX, have been decidedly mixed. Um, some people say, hey, it's a, it's basically a free, a free upgrade on your graphics, like one step. So going from, if you render the game in 1080p, it looks like the 1440p, or if you render in 1440p, it looks like the 4K version, um, which is not a bad thing. Uh, the cool part about it is... The Dota 2 developers just added it and said it took about a day to implement. And unlike NVIDIA's technology, the AMD tech can run on any graphics card. So this is something that I think AMD has done well with their answer to G-Sync. Uh, AMD came out with something called FreeSync, which was ultimately added to the HDMI spec. So any TV could do uh, you know, FreeSync. And... Uh, in this case, with Fidelity FX, AMD's done the same thing. Hey, here's an open solution that anybody, any, any game can use, and it works on NVIDIA or AMD uh, or Intel, because Intel still got graphics cards, don't forget. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I'm glad that, you know, hey, you know, making my games look a little better, even if it's not a huge improvement, if it's a little bit better for free, sounds great to me. Um, yep. That's pretty cool. And then last but not least here, starting next month, Nexus Mods will no longer let modders delete their mod files. Now, this sounds like a like a weird thing, and even some people on the modding platform agree that it's kind of a, a terrible thing to do. However, uh, the reason for them doing this is because of a thing they call collections, where people can put together a collection of... Uh, mods like so let's take a, a classic example like skyrim for you know if you want to wait, have... wait, wait, wait. hang on hang on uh table 
You're telling me that Skyrim has mods? Yes. Yeah. Wow. What a surprise. Mind blown. No, I know. How, how many uh, mods at once? Right. But <laughs> yeah. so, so that's that. So this is the point. So this is the point, right? So like, let's say people put together a whole collection of like, here's my mod. Here's my here's my wad list of mods that I use, and they have to be installed in this order with this setting. So like, people can can make those lists and put them in that order, and people can download that list and have it auto install these things for them in that order. But you see, if a mod gets deleted from a thing, or if someone, some modder decides they don't like, you know, they want an updated version, so they put their updated version, but then they delete their previous version or whatever it is, it can break these lists or it can break how these things function for people. So instead of deleting the the mods, what they do is they go into like an archive or hidden state. Um, so that way, um, you know. But it's it's a little controversial. I, I I'd like to see maybe some kind of a a, a a maybe a different method for it. Maybe kind of like a the 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 modder wants to delete this, so it gives people time before they delete it to say, "Hey, here's a warning. This mod's been requested for deletion." You know, and it puts kind of like an alert out there to update your list, or else you know your lists are going to be broken or something. I don't know. I think modders, you know, if you upload your own files to this thing, I think people should have a right to have them removed if they don't want them there. Um, uh, the flip yeah. side of that is, you know, you released it, right? You put it out in the world. Uh, you, at least now you know that that's a permanent decision. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Uh, that has been the news for this episode. Um, be sure to check us out on our Discord at discord.otherworlds.gg. We're still running our giveaway over there. Tell all your friends and bring us over there. We're uh, just a little over halfway on our way to that. And, uh, we also have that Battlefield 4 server. So, uh, come on and hang out and play with us. We got it going. Um, yeah. And if you, if you get on the Battlefield 4 server and there's nobody, or, or not very many people on there, post a message up in the Discord, and I guarantee you, if you get four people on the server so the game actually starts... You'll get... It'll fill up quick. It, it fills up quick, yeah, absolutely. So it's just kind of getting over that hump of, of the initial four folks. Uh, then everything uh, will kind of take care of itself. Right on. Well, this has been episode number 26. Yeehaw! Yeehaw!